0: episode of From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, uh, the lead correspondent of uh, right here at the AHL Report with Rocket Sports Media. And I'm joined every week, of course, by my fantastic co-host, the one, the only, our editor-in-chief, the founder of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick
1: Stevens.
0: How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Thrilled to be here a little, little chilly good. a little uh you know winter in the air a little snow um in the area as well huh
0: we haven't had any of that here yet but uh the projection i mean we had we finally had our first like really big frost here in pennsylvania uh last night or not last night two nights ago but we are projected to get a little flurry of the snow activity tomorrow i believe so you've you've beaten us to the punch i think
1: hmm well, it is that time of year.
0: It's hockey season, so it feels appropriate. weather
1: for hockey season.
0: That's right. That's right. And, um, yeah, and I'm happy to report that um, I officially went skating for the first time in years. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, last week. Uh, my husband and I went, and and I. So let's let's quantify this by saying uh, this is only the third time I've ever been on skates in my life, and I did not fall once. Wow! I did probably eleven or twelve laps around the rink, and I didn't need a chair. I didn't need a helmet. I did it all. By, <laughs> I did it all by myself. Um, but I didn't. And this fall. is like
1: a full size rink, right?
0: Yes, there were figure skaters on the rink having a private lesson. So, like you know, yeah. Hmm. So
1: you didn't take them out. <laughs> you didn't
0: have any. I didn't. You know. Didn't. I didn't. I didn't take them out. Um, and and my husband was very encouraging and patient, and because uh, he skates way better than I do. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it, now it feels like hockey season has arrived. It's cold out. I skated, um, hoping to do it more often. So I like it.
1: So I didn't kill
0: myself
1: is getting the stick and puck and and
0: firing it in the (laughs) driver. I don't know about that. You know, it's so, I, I say all the time, how much absolute respect I have for hockey players, not not only just the athleticism, but the athleticism of what they do on skates. I mean, if anybody takes that for granted, they're crazy. Um, and it's just completely reinforced when you haven't been out physically on skates. I mean, I've I've walked on ice in rinks to take photographs plenty of times. But until you're back on skates after a really, really, really long time and you remember how wobbly you are, <laughs> it just makes you appreciate all over again what amazing... Uh, what amazing things hockey players do out there on the ice.
1: Absolutely.
0: The wee bit humbling.
1: <laughs> so is this a regular thing now you're going to,
0: I'm, I hope so. We we're we're hoping to start getting to the rink uh, a little more often. So it's nice. We have a, a municipal rink nearby that is outdoors, but covered. Um, so it's like the best of both worlds. So, hoping it's going to be a regular thing. Fingers crossed.
1: Well, well good luck.
0: <laughs> a pad up. Um, you know, <laughs> grab a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll report in when when my first fall officially occurs because I'm sure as I start to test my bravery, it's going to happen. We need video <laughs> so. evidence. And, well, yes. Okay. I will, um, <laughs> I'll get on of that. the fall. That is yeah. <laughs> Bester, well, the, the the second time I was ever on skates. I did it as a report for a, when I was a TV reporter, I did it as a, it was part of a story that I was doing on a Russian, uh, ice dancing pair who was here training. And so, uh, the gentleman in that pair gave me my first skating lesson, uh, and I did it all, all of that in front of TV cameras, so everyone in the Lehigh Valley saw me fall a lot. So, so I I will be okay bruising my ego if if I need to to post some social media things of me falling down again. That's okay.
1: <laughs> well, th- that's that's great that you got out. That's uh, yeah. Kudos fun. to you.
0: Very fun. And your Vikes didn't play this weekend, so. There's no Minnesota Vikings update. A well, the update is
1: that that Stefan Diggs is expected to be back after sitting Ooh. out a, sat out a game um and plus the bye, so uh that is enough time um apparently to take care of his rib injury, so he should be back uh for this weekend's game against a uh, big game too against Chicago Bears, the hated Chicago Bears.
0: Nice. So, so who are you picking in the in the picks pool? Uh, are <laughs> in the same picks pool, so I
1: can't. There's no pre-scouting my picks. Oh, yet.
0: right, right, right. Darn it, I forgot. Darn it. Hmm. Well, hopefully my Eagles will do better. Um, I just see it's it's better to talk about skating than talking about how the Eagles lost to their bitter hated Dallas Cowboy rivals on that Sunday serve. night. So we're yeah, we're just not gonna talk. We're gonna pretend it didn't happen. We're gonna pretend. Well,
1: I, would, it I, would, didn't... I would rub it in. I would say something, but it's World Kindness Day.
0: It's World <laughs> Kindness <laughs> Day? So that's it's your World, It's World Kindness Day. That's your kindness contribution is that you're not going to poke fun at me that my eagles lost. That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah, that's my contribution.
0: Awfully big of you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm even gonna let you tell us what this show's about today.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. It's two. Man, I'm in I'm already in the kindness hole by two points. Bad. We actually have uh, of course a lot to talk about today. Um First we have, of course, we're going to talk a lot about what happened last week and over the weekend with the Laval Rocket. Um, We have three games to recap for you as they uh, went on their uh, road trip. Uh, the first of which was a game in Utica, which Rick, you and I were in attendance for. So we've uh, got some great insight on that game. We've got some audio from Coach Bouchard and a couple of the players from after the game to to kind of dissect and, and and give our listeners Um and then, of course, they went on to Cleveland for a back-to-back in Cleveland. So we'll talk about uh, how they did over the course of those three games. Also give you an injury report and some roster updates uh, as far as the Rocket are concerned. And we're going to take a look at the goaltending position uh, and just kind of chat a little bit about uh, goaltending in Laval uh, and and how Charlie Lindgren Is doing so far this year. Then in our second segment, we're bringing back the popular feature winners and losers. So Rick and I will talk about winners and losers this week, as well as dish out some uh, news from around the AHL, including but not limited to the player of the week and some suspensions that have been handed out in the last week. And then in our final segment, uh, we're just going to touch briefly on our fundraising initiative for this month and give you a preview of what's coming up this week, as far as games to be played and the rocket sports media teams, uh, live coverage of said games, uh, and where we will be and where you can find us here, there, and everywhere. Mm -mm. It's going to be busy. It is. (laughs) So let's get right to it, Rick. Uh, Utica it is if you are if you're a listener, long-time listener, first-time caller of this show, you'll know very well that the the Adirondack Bank Center in Utica is one of our favorite barns to visit uh for AHL hockey. It's a great place um great place to watch a game and didn't disappoint when we were there on Wednesday night. Uh, now, keep in mind, this was uh, oddly enough, I, the scheduling was a little weird on this. Uh, Laval had been home the previous week and played a back to back at home against Utica on Friday and Saturday. They lost the Friday game. They eked out an overtime win against them on Saturday. Then Laval goes on the road and they go to Utica. So Wednesday night's game was the third game that those two teams would play in the course of six days. So it was almost like a little mini playoff series. It was, and, and, and as such, we'll talk about a little bit. It got, it, you know, it got pretty testy because these teams started to not like each other very much as is want to do between this rivalry. Um, and so they finally had snapped their sixth game losing streak on Saturday with that overtime win. But the question was now, can they string together two in a row? And Rick, they did that on Wednesday night, but it, did, it wasn't looking so good from from the beginning of the game.
1: Well, it was an odd game. Um, as you said, the two previous games in Laval had had set the tensions pretty high. The The energy in that building – um it's 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 not only the energy but on the ice um the 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 boards are loud and and so hits are 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 not- noticed and uh and it's a tight building mm-hmm. um so um you know they came out of the gate not liking each other very much the two teams and and as a result um uh, Laval got into uh, penalty trouble a little early and and it wasn't it the it was the veterans uh that were um taking some um, ill-advised penalties with Chapou and Praise uh going to the box and uh uh Utica used uh, both opportunities uh for power play goals uh to take a a two nothing first period lead um and outshot Laval as well it wasn't it wasn't looking um wasn't looking that that great um and uh in the the second period um uh laval just kind of turned it around and and uh um and they got started with uh, a goal from grenier and then their own power play goal uh, from um um and scored three in a row Uh, to kind of uh, get back in the game. And then it was uh, quite competitive after that point. Um, There was four goals scored uh, before the, the midway mark of the, the um, second period. Second period. Yeah. Thereabouts uh, three by Laval, one by Utica. And um, at the halfway point or, or just before it, um, Joe Bouchard was, was not quite, uh, I think he used the word. He wasn't quite feeling it with, um, uh, Michael McNiven, uh, who was right. the starter. Uh, so replaced uh, him for the last half of the game with, uh, Charlie Lindgren.
0: Well, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that the, as we talked about last week, the Friday game, Lindgren got pulled against Utica after three goals. Um, none of which particularly looked, necessarily like his fault maybe one that that he would have liked to have had back but pulled uh midway through the second period in in that game um and then as had been planned mcniven started on saturday for the o and and got the overtime winner in that game and bouchard had gone with mcniven again for wednesday night's game and as you say pulls mcniven again uh halfway through basically halfway through the second period and Lindgren goes in and we asked, uh, we asked Joel Bouchard after the game, uh, how he thought Lindgren did, uh, upon coming in, in relief after that. And here's what he had to say.
2: Yeah, I did great. Nothing against, uh, McNevin. I just didn't feel it as a coach. And I'm, I'm like, that. I just don't feel it. I'd rather go with the change and, and, um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then stay with it, and then regret uh, after the game. And it's not person against him; it's my job, and I'm not scared to do it. If I don't feel a guy, I just flip. it.
0: I think that's an interesting point, Rick, for for uh, fans who are also getting to know this coach to learn about him. As he says, it's it was nothing against McNiven; he just wasn't feeling it, and and that if he's not feeling it, uh, as far as as the goaltender who's in the crease, he's he's simply going to to pull him, and he would rather after the game say, okay, maybe that maybe I didn't need to, or maybe maybe that was a good idea or not. But if he's just not feeling it, as he says, he's going to flip it. Um, and I think that's you know a lot of times people put a lot of speculation into oh well why you know why was a goaltender pulled at this point or that point or not pulled. Um, And I think that was a very telling quote from Joel Bouchard on, on his part of his decision-making process when it comes to switching out goaltenders.
1: Good for fans to know, know that, uh, you know, in advance. And uh, there there are uh, coaches uh, who are known to have a quick trigger or, or even a, you know, in, 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 as you said, in the case of of Lindgren uh, probably wasn't fair for him to be pulled. Um, uh, McNiven may be understandable, but but uh, he wasn't looking at, atrociously bad either. Um, and uh, y- you know, I-, I guess for for not only for the fans, but for the goaltenders themselves uh, to, because that's a tough thing. It's a really tough right. thing uh, getting pulled for for their own mindset. It's it's a it's a switch for them that they have to number one if they are the backup be prepared to go in at any time mm-hmm. uh and and number two uh be prepared to get the hook at any
0: time uh whether deserved or not and and we're going to have a, a quote from charlie lingren uh a little later here in this segment but um we he did say you know it's you know it's never it's never easy coming in cold uh but that he he had prepared for the game um the way he normally would if he had been starting and and he felt okay uh coming in and as such he did shut the door for the rest for the rest of that game uh Utica did not score a goal against Charlie Lindgren once he went in uh and Michael Chaput scored the game winner uh in the third period to to put that back-to-back win together uh, that Laval had been looking for all season long. Um, We also asked Joel Bouchard about, in general, Rick, you know, you talked about how it was a pretty rough start, especially with the discipline and things like that. And we we asked Joel Bouchard uh, after the game about the effort of his team in Utica and and how big of a deal it was for them to come up with, with another win. And here's what he had to say about that.
2: You're a hockey player, you got to play. And I didn't think they were playing at the beginning of the game. I think they were watching. They, were, they weren't feeling maybe their top uh, first game on the road, you know, and everything. But I don't look for those excuses. I think their focus wasn't there. And then they zoned in after they were challenged. The veterans stepped up and um, we kind of came back in the game. And after that, I really liked our process by the third period. I think guys respected the, plan, the game plan, not to this truck and play with the lead. I think we're way better than we were three weeks ago. It's still a new group, right? We have five returnees and a bunch of guys coming from everywhere with new coaching staff. I think we're growing. Um, I think now it's time to take it to another level. I'm going to keep challenging the guy, but uh, I'm proud of the effort.
0: So overall, like the effort, and uh, according to him, it seems that he, he put a big challenge to them, during that first intermission after a pretty dismal and undisciplined first period that he feels they responded well to. Yeah, I
1: I think, um, you know, they, they looked sluggish. They they didn't look ready to play in the first period. Uh, And then they were were in a game in a, in a a contentious kind of game and, and took some um, uh, bad penalties. And, and uh, you know, you had mentioned that, that uh, I think last week that they were off, uh, been given a couple of days off and, uh, it kind of looked, it, it kind of looked that way, uh, mm-hmm. right out of the gates. Uh, they, they just, um, yeah, they, they weren't ready to play. Um, and, and, uh, you know, disorganized, but, uh, but came together after that.
0: We also spoke with captain Byron phrase after the game. Um, and, and he echoed a lot of what coach Bouchard had to say. Um, but also we asked, um, you know, just in general, it, because this team looks pretty new um uh, as far as personnel on the roster and so forth how he felt uh things were shaping up after the first month and this is what the the captain had to say
2: yeah it's great we got a good group i think everybody's getting along really well um I'm really everyone's really happy about it. a lot of good guys in here and um you know guys are going to work going to work for each other so it's, <clears throat> it's exciting the potential we have i think is is um through the roof so um, I'm excited to see how this thing goes and I think we just got to keep taking steps in the right direction.
0: Always nice to hear a captain say that he thinks the the potential for the talent that they have is through the roof that's a <laughs> that's a glowing endorsement uh, of of the potential of of what they've got in that room.
1: Yeah and um, you know Fraze uh, himself had had a kind of an up-and-down game um, mm-hmm. he he got a penalty, not only a penalty, but a boarding penalty, a five minute major in the first, uh, which, uh, not only put, um, uh, um, the rocket on, on the penalty kill for five minutes, but in there, there was also, I believe it was Grenier that got a, a penalty and, and, uh, mm-hmm. which set up a five on three situation as well. So the penalty killers, uh, were pretty, um, exhausted and, and, uh, you know, it it set up a situation where the rocket were mostly chasing in the first period, um, but Frey, along with uh, the rest of the team, um, um, Frey actually ended the game with two assists. So so he turned around his game as did the team.
0: Yes, yes, he did. Uh, interestingly enough, one other quote that I would like to uh, to play for for you and for our listeners, um, as you had pointed out. When we arrived at the, the arena, that uh, Hunter Carrick was actually making his return to Utica. He is a, a former Comets player, and so we asked him after the game uh, what it was like coming back to Utica, wearing a different jersey, and 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 what he thought of it.
2: Yeah, it was it was exciting. I mean, I had uh, one and a half like really good years here. I mean, we went to the finals. Uh, my second year was great here too. So. Uh and I'm very thankful for everything this city did for us. They they stuck behind us and uh the crowd support was good. So it was fun to be back here. It was uh it felt a little weird for sure, but uh it was good. But I mean it was good to get the win too.
0: I like how he snuck in there. Oh but 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 it was good to get the win. Um but it seemed like he had a pretty positive return to Utica. In fact, uh while while the team was waiting to come out for warm ups, there were a number of shankaric fans kind of huddled near their tunnel trying to get some some selfies with hunter and and some autographs and whatnot so it seemed that it seemed rick that he had a a good return to utica and of course always nice to get a win with your new team under the belt as well
1: yeah for sure um he he played well he's he's been um a little quiet maybe a little uh Uh, under the radar and and, uh, kind kind of lost in the lineup. And so maybe this game um, and and his his, uh, uh, opportunity to play against a former franchise is kind of the kickstart that he needs to his season.
0: One interesting thing uh, about this game that I want to mention before we just quickly review what happened in the two games in Cleveland, we've talked so much this season, Rick, about how um, Laval is consistently uh, at the end of every game, the one coming out on top as far as uh, shots on goal in the game and constantly outshooting their opponents, despite not being in the win column for a lot of those games. Um, and it was something we asked Bouchard about. He, he mentioned something about, you know, they, they need to finish um, and that it's something they need to work on. But interesting that in this game, which they finally won, was a rare occasion where their opponent outshot them 24 to 22. So (laughs) the equation is going to, it's got to balance out sometime, right? (laughs) Yeah. And and part
1: of that was, was the uh, penalty trouble in the first period where uh, Utica outshot them. But the other part was the Laval faded as the, as the game went on and Mm -hmm. uh, just two shots in the, in the third period. Uh, Fortunately, one of those two shots, um, by Chaput, went and found the back of the net, and, and gave them the win, but um, yeah, just just two shots in the third period.
0: Well, they decided to repeat that uh, in their first game in Cleveland then on Friday night and were outshot by the Monsters 32-24, to 24, uh, and again, came up with the win, uh, a 5-1 to one win, nonetheless, in a game where... Through the first two periods, they had ten shots on goal. Laval did seven shots in the first period, two shots in the second period, but were leading three to one by the end of that second period, um, being outshot twenty-six to ten. Um, Rick, it's you know, it's again. <laughs> Okay, it's good that uh, three of, and, and again, it was three goals in one period. Laval, bang, bang, bang. Um, Alain with his second in, in as many games. Evans with his fourth of the year. And Nikita Sherbak with his first goal of the season, uh, rounding out that first period. So came out with a with a vengeance in that first period, but three goals on just 10 shots. I mean, thankfully, those goals found the back of the net.
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and Charlie Lindgren was, uh, was very good as well. So um, he, he certainly was a, a motivating factor for, for his team that night.
0: Absolutely. And, and they would go, so only allowing uh, one goal, it was on, on uh, the power play, Sonny Milano with a power play goal in the second period, but Jake Evans came back and scored his second of the game and Lucas Vedamo. uh rounded things out for a five to one. So, so there you had it, Rick, you know, uh, three, three wins in a row off of a string of six losses. And, um, (laughs) every hockey Twitter Habs Twitter certainly started to sit up and take notice and say, Oh, Oh, what's, what's happening in Laval? Like, you know, okay, maybe, maybe they're finally putting it together. Um, but keeping in mind that that Cleveland has been near the top of the standings in the in the division uh, for most of the season, a very good record, uh, a lot of firepower, and it turned into a much, uh, I guess you could say, much tighter game played on Saturday night um, when Cleveland was the one to come out and on top in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. The uh, again, the second period um, in the first game. The, the shots were fourteen to three um, by Cleveland. Um, game two it was fourteen to four. So um, the second period being really tough. Charlie um, uh, was was very good, um, and uh, three goals uh, allowed, and then uh, an empty netter by Cleveland.
0: And uh, the the seemingly upside down equation seemed to be back in action. Laval outshot shot Cleveland in this game and did not come up with the win. So maybe it's just opposite day always for this team and, and their shots. Um so ended the road trip with uh with a loss, which is not never never fun to do, but did get two of uh three potential wins on the road, Rick, which is uh a a decent way for your road trip to go, especially going into a new building, uh, which my goodness, does does the Cleveland monsters play in what looks to be a a very nice arena, uh, an NBA building. Um, And we mentioned one particular player um, who had his first goal of the season in Cleveland. And that was Nikita Sherback uh, who after leaving the game early on Saturday did play Wednesday in Utica and of course, had a had a very good game Friday night uh, in Cleveland, uh, scoring his first on the of the season. And and Rick, we talked a lot last week about all the controversy surrounding, um, you know, how how Nikita had played uh, at home the week prior, and some comments from from the coach and so forth. But we asked Joel Bouchard how Sherback looked on Wednesday night in Utica, and here's what he had to say about Nikita Sherback's performance.
2: Best game by far. Best game since he's been with us. He was sick last weekend. wasn't feeling well, but he was engaged. He's invested. Um, been playing a long time, and you know, um, no, I really like his game tonight. He's good.
0: So that's, I'm sure, a welcome uh, complete one eighty on on performance evaluation uh, from from the coach there. For sure, um,
1: and uh, although it's funny that that uh there wasn't um you know as much noise about made about those positive comments as there were when uh sherback got um thrown under under the bus let's say um so uh, sherback uh played well against belleville uh as coach said um ran into an illness um and uh then played well in, in Utica, got uh, played well uh, again in, in Cleveland, uh, got his first goal. Um, so overall, um, you know, his his conditioning stint has been um, very positive. Uh, he's looked very good, and uh, um, expect that uh, he'll be recalled um, anytime anytime in the, the near future.
0: Absolutely, as as his conditioning stint time limit is is up. Uh, should be recalled to the Canadians, however unfortunately, uh, this kind of segues right into our the beginning of our injury report uh, in that game against Cleveland um, he i not even sure what happened he was he was skating it kind of looks like maybe either he lost an edge or his skate hit a rut, and he went awkwardly uh, skate first into the corner of the boards. Uh, and eventually did not come came back into the game for a bit um to finish the game but then was ruled out with injury uh lower body injury as of the next day and and currently today's latest update rick is that he is still injured um so fingers are crossed that hopefully it's something minor uh that that won't keep him out of the lineup for very long
1: yeah exactly he's uh uh, he's he needs to be back in the the Canadians lineup and and uh, there's some there's some movement there's some injuries with the Canadians and and uh, let's hope he gets back soon.
0: Absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, injuries in general, there was it was uh, an injury laden weekend in Cleveland. Uh, the games in Cleveland were were quite physical, um, a lot of really hard hitting and and just a lot of kind of in-your-face kind of play, um, Nikita Yevpilov's left Saturday's game uh, early with an injury after it was a big kind of op, uh, open ice collision, um, unintentional by either player, but a unintentional collision with one of the Monsters players that looked to be, it, it happens really fast, but if you look at it on, on slow-mo, it looks to be a bit knee-on-knee. Uh, he left the game and did not return, and as as of today is still listed as day today, uh, as is Kale Flurry listed day today. So neither of them will play tonight, which is the Laval's uh, next game. So we'll keep an eye on those injuries um, and see what comes. Of that, hopefully they will have them back in the lineup. And actually, uh, Hunters and Carrick, who we just spoke about, is a game time decision for tonight, uh, allegedly a little under the weather with a cold today, so they're gonna wait and see how how he's feeling, I guess right before the game or after warm ups before deciding if he will play tonight as well. Um, and I should mention, as far as rosters are concerned, uh, there was another call-up from the Maine Mariners. Hayden Verbeek has now been recalled to the Rockets, so I guess with a couple of, of injuries happening, um, good timing. Um, so Hayden Verbeek, uh, yet to be determined if he'll be in the lineup tonight or not, um, but but he has been recalled from the ECHL. Um, the one the one thing to wrap up this segment Rick that I know you wanted to talk about um and and we we talked about him a little bit already but but just to expand you mentioned how how good Charlie Lindgren was particularly um that Friday night game in in Cleveland uh, you know a 5 to 1 win means that the goaltender uh in in which they were in which Laval was outshot meant that the goaltender had to be uh quite on point and and Lindgren's play so far this season has been nothing short of what we've come to expect from him in in previous seasons um perhaps you know and again there's the the team in general has not gotten the start that they would like to see and again he's kind of we've talked about this in the past where uh you know he's He's in a situation where perhaps what's on his stat sheet isn't necessarily reflective of what he does in the crease. Um, and, and before I have you kind of jump in and, and comment on that, let's listen to what Charlie Lindgren had to say about just that uh, after the game in Utica.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we got to do. you just got to work at it. Um, it's a totally different team than last year. Uh, I can say we worked a lot harder, and um, as a goalie, I have a ton of respect for that. Uh, you know, Regarding numbers, I just, I can't focus on it. I just got to do my job, and again, I don't think I've, uh, you know, I gave up one turnover in Rochester and a wraparound. on Toronto, other than that, I think it's been every goal that the other teams have had, they've, they've had to earn it, so that's, that's what I got to do. I just got to worry about uh, controlling the things I can control and um, keep working hard.
0: Not surprising that uh, Rick, that Charlie Lindgren remembers each and every goal that he's given up, and and that he can think of two that perhaps he'd like to have back. But as he says, as far as the rest of them, the opposition has had to earn those goals. Yeah, I think
1: it's it's easy for some uh, to sit back, and and we see it happening with uh, the the Canadians as well. Uh, to sit back and and take um, unfounded pot shots at uh, Carry price or or Charlie Lindgren, um, and uh, kind of not have a full understanding of the numbers and just kind of toss things things about. and and for the for the Laval rocket, they're they're sitting um, kind of middle of the pack in the North Division, uh, had a rough start to that six game losing streak. Uh, But their problem is they can't score goals. Um, They're 27th in the, in the uh, league in, in goal scoring. Um, They're 29th in the league on the power play. Uh, But goaltending and Charlie Lindgren in particular has actually, he's been quite good. Um, Mm -hmm. Laval is, is 10th in the league in terms of, of goal against goals against. um, And uh, they've been, you know, in the top three and in the penalty kill all season. Um, And, uh, you know, Charlie himself has, has um, I think has been uh, really quite good. And, and when you look at his, his, uh, his stats, um, first of all, he, he's the goaltender who's played uh, a lot. He's, you know, the, the, uh, it hasn't been an equal split between him and McNiven. Uh, Mm -hmm. And in fact, Charlie Lindgren is first in the league in terms of goaltender minutes. Um, Hmm. First in the league in terms of games played with 12. Um, And out of that, um, he has five wins, and um, he's he's, he's, uh, he's in the top 10 in terms of of wins for goaltenders. Uh, 2.46 goals against, uh, that's that's 10th. um, so his, he's, he's, he's doing his job and the, and that's what he said he had to focus on. And, um, you know, goaltending there's, there's lots of issues. There's lots of issues with the Canadians. Goaltending is not in the top 100. Uh, and there's lots, lots of issues, um, with the, uh, Laval rocket, particularly goaltending or, or, uh, goal scoring, as I said, goaltending is is certainly not one of them and uh, Charlie uh, Lindgren should be receiving the praise that uh, he deserves
0: absolutely and and as you say it's it's easy to make the goaltender the scapegoat when things aren't going a team's way Um, but you really do have to look beyond the stat sheet and, and watch how a goaltender approaches the puck, how he tracks the puck, the focus that he has in the crease, and the kinds of saves that he's making. You know, I've seen a lot of people with some criticism, um, as you say, both both for the Canadians and for Laval, that Carey Price and and or Charlie Lindgren, respectively, uh, really need to steal a game for their team to get some momentum going. And I. I know it's great when a goaltender can steal a game for you. It really is. Um, But that shouldn't be the sum total of whether or not they're having a good season is whether or not they're able to steal a game, which means that the rest of your team isn't living up to par. Well, and
1: um, I think it's a a measure of, of people not necessarily watching carefully. There's been all kinds of of evidence about uh, stealing periods. And certainly when we talk about, you know, uh, shots on goal 14 to two or 14 to three, well, uh, if a goaltender hasn't stolen that period for his
0: team, I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. hmm It's, I mean, <laughs> the 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 goal differentials, I think, would be much wider if Gary Price and or Charlie Lindgren and or Michael McNiven, for that matter, weren't doing a more than capable, more than adequate job uh, in their creases. So, and great I, I think it's
1: also it's also watching the the the, the technique uh, of the goaltenders and how the goals go in. Um, as Carey Price has said, his technique this year is as good as it's ever been. Um, Antti Niemi, the complete opposite. He's he's oh. really struggling. He's really shaky right from preseason. Uh, but he's benefited from some uh, bounces that have gone his way. Um, Mm -hmm. Charlie Lindgren, um, you know, he's, his uh, technique is good. He's tracking the puck well. Um, And, um, and as he said, with the exception of the wraparound um, he's been there and, and uh, it's been defensive breakdowns or, or whatever it's been um, um, that, that have allowed the goals to go on. Not anything that, that he could do any more about,
0: Absolutely. Great insight from Mr. Rick Stevens right there. You know, I, I going to take a microsecond to, to pump Rick's tires a bit. If, if you really want to understand how plays break down or get a, get a really good sense of, of the bigger picture on the ice, Um, listening to Rick's analysis about any hockey play or particular player is fascinating and very educational. So (laughs) um, if you, if you are a Habs fan, you should also be listening to, Uh, His other podcast that he hosts with Joseph Whalen that is all about the Montreal Canadiens. That is the Canadiens Connection, which uh, airs on Rocket Sports Radio every Saturday live at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, And you'll get lots of insight and analysis from Rick on on players and how they are doing and how they're not doing. And uh, it's really it can be very eye-opening. And we appreciate having um, having your your hockey knowledge and IQ uh, on the team for us and for our listeners.
1: Well, thank you. And, uh, on the world kindness coat board, I think you just took a substantial lead. So thank you.
0: Oh, (laughs) and see, and I wasn't, I actually, and I wasn't even trying. (laughs) Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, we will be right back on the other side of these, uh, the set of commercials with our winners and losers of the week. So don't go anywhere. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, Follow along on Twitter, at the AHL Report, for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. You know, that last commercial break actually is a great reminder to me to also uh, tell our listeners if you missed our game recap from the Utica game on Wednesday night um, not only can you hear the full audio from Bouchard Shinkark phrase and and Lingren from that night uh, be sure you go to AHL.report or visit our All Habs Hockey magazine YouTube channel and watch our exclusive uh, video which is the video of all four of those interviews. Those are all four exclusive interviews. You won't find them anywhere else out there on the internet. Uh, They were one-on-one interviews with the coach and those three players. So be sure you go to AHL.report or over to our YouTube channel and watch it and share it with your friends.
1: And once you get to YouTube, uh, if you go (laughs) to YouTube and uh, type in all Habs, you'll get to that uh, account. Make sure you subscribe. We'd love to have you subscribe
0: to our all
1: Habs uh, uh, YouTube page.
0: Absolutely. You'll Anytime that we are on the ground doing interviews uh, with players and coaches, uh, no matter what team we're covering, uh, there is a corresponding video that goes with it. A lot of times that is exclusive content, so you won't want to miss it. So in addition to subscribing, make sure you go up into the notification settings and make sure that you turn on notifications for All Habs Hockey Magazine's YouTube page once you subscribe so that you don't ever miss a video. The Second, it hits the internet. Okay, shameless plug number two over. <laughs> uh with that, let's get to our winners and losers of the week. And Rick, a little birdie tells me that because it's National Kindness Day, we're not gonna dish out any losers this week. Only winners.
1: That's 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 right. That's exactly right. And uh <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're being kind so all well. around. <laughs> We don't expect this to last, but
0: today, for today only, we will be. There will be no losers today, only winners. So I think um, you have a couple of winners. So, how, and I have one winner. So, should we kind of alternate here? Do you want to go first? All right. All right. Um, Who you
1: got? The first one I have is a a name that. we all know, or anyone following the AHL, rather, regardless if you're uh, a Laval Rocket fan or, or whomever um, it's Chris Terry. And he was the AHL scoring champion uh, last season. Uh, We know that he signed in the off season with the Detroit Red Wings uh, organization and is um, currently with the Grand Rapids Griffins and, and providing some, uh, Uh, tutoring, I guess, for uh, their first round pick, Philip Zadina, and uh, uh, he's playing on the Griffins' top line. Um, He's on a bit of a a three-game point streak, um, and in those three games, uh, Chris has got four goals, one assist for five points, five points in three games. So overall this season, um, he has eight goals, and I think that's tied for seventh in the league eight goals, three assists for 11 points in 13 games. Uh, so he's, he's getting around to his, uh, his uh, point per game kind of pace. Uh, but the interesting part for me is that uh, all of those eight goals, uh, none of them have come on the power play so far. Uh, he has two, yeah, he has two power play assists, uh, but no power play goals. Um which you know, the dam's going to break there. And as long as he's getting the power play time, you know, the, the right circle. So um, uh, he, he's done this little streak with, uh, you know, mainly uh five on five and uh, uh, has got a, his shooting percentage as well as over 18%. So um, Chris Terry back to his old tricks and, and moving up the uh, uh, the scoring race and um uh, Yeah five points in his last three games. So he is uh, my first winner of the week.
0: And Lord help the Western conference when his uh, big nasty shot from the point on the power play starts connecting. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Because as you know, that is where he is the most, you might as well put a chair there for him uh, because it is, it is his house right there. Um, my winner of the week is going to go to a guy who most people in the Eastern conference, equate him, uh, with, with playing for Hershey. Um, however, he is now playing for the Bridgeport sound tigers. And that is forward Chris Bork. And Chris hit a milestone, um, just a couple of days ago, actually on, on November 10th, which was on Saturday, uh, Two minutes and 54 seconds into the first period of of their game versus the Providence Bruins, he assisted on a goal, um, and he would actually later score score a goal later in that in that game as well. But the assist on that goal gave him his 700th American Hockey League point, um, wow. becoming only the 24th player in AHL history to amass at least 700 points. Um, So this is, this is Bork's 14th year as a pro. Uh, He has 240 goals and 461 assists for 701 points in 734 regular season games, Um, which is pretty impressive on the points per game stat. Um, He's uh, 32 years old. He was the AHL MVP in 2015 and 16, uh, captured two scoring titles both in 2011-12 and then again in 15-16 and has three Calder Cup championships under his belt, 2006, 2009, and 2010. Uh, again, he played with Hershey for quite a while, and Hershey was was quite a contender there for, for a little while. Um, he's also, I should mention, also the AHL's all-time leader in playoff assists with 82 and ranks fourth in points at 117 and second in games played 133 in Calder Cup playoff history so not only you know does he join join the the history of hitting those 700 regular season career points um, but is also making making waves as far as postseason history as well so uh, congratulations Chris Bork is my winner of the week
1: great pick um, so I have one more. Um,
0: really? Pick. Because you're so I kind think. today.
1: Very kind, quite kind. Well, I'm always kind.
0: You're always I kind. Think. Extra special um, kind today.
1: Extra special. And, and my second um, um, winner of the week goes to uh, Dan Carr. And Dan Carr, um, who was um, uh, signed as a free agent out of out of union, Um by the Montreal Canadians uh, in the off season signed with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and is now playing with the Chicago Wolves. And uh, back at early in the season, I said that uh, Chicago Wolves were one of my teams uh, that um, would likely do some damage this season. And uh, if you check the AHL scoring race, um, there are two uh, Chicago Wolves at the top of it. Um, number two, second in AHL scoring right now is Dan Carr. Uh and last week um, in a game on the 7th of November against uh Milwaukee Milwaukee Admirals. Uh Dan Carr had four goals. Uh four goals in that game.
0: In one um, game.
1: In one game. Yeah, he had a he had a three-point game in uh in October against Grand Rapids and then uh a five-point game. I believe it was a five-point game. Uh or maybe it was 4. I'd have to check that. But um four four goals um yes, it was a, a four-point um uh, game against uh, Milwaukee. And uh but four goals which uh brought him to nine goals on the season, add that to his 11 assists and that gives him 20 points in 14 games played. Uh so getting close to the 1.5 points per game. Um What's what's remarkable for me, though, about uh, Dan Carr, and Dan Carr is just a, um, you know, energy. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all over the ice. Um, he is a plus 18 on the season. Uh, his plus Holy minus cow. is a plus 18. Um, and you know how, how feisty. Some have compared him to uh, Brendan Gallagher at times um, mm-hmm. with, with a bit better hands i would say um that uh he's done all this uh with zero penalty minutes um so wow uh, yeah imagine uh, brendan gallagher with zero pe- penalty minutes <laughs> so
0: um
1: zero pen- penalty minutes uh plus 18 uh 20 points second in scoring uh i think all of that kind of um piles together uh, six power play goals uh this season um, all of that uh, for me makes him uh, my second
0: winner of the week. Well, and it was it was a, a former Canadians organization fest that day because I, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only goal scored against Chicago that day was by Jared Tenorti. Jared Tenorti
1: got the, was the goal scorer for Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah. So, um, former players, and Zach for Cali was, uh, Zach for wasn't in gold but, uh, for, but, he was uh backing Chicago, up. but he was backing up. So, um, yeah. he was uh, in the building as well.
0: Hmm. It's amazing. It's like, it's, I mean, it was like winners and losers turned into a mini where are they now? <laughs> Isn't that funny? We like when that happens. Um, moving on to some other AHL news, Rick, uh, there's some news, new contracts signed out of the Winnipeg Jets organization, uh, this week that, um, I know you thought in particular was, was quite notable. Well, a nice little story, uh, I
1: think, um, and that is, uh, Logan Shaw, um, Logan Shaw, who has had a, you know it's a bit of a tour um mm-hmm. around the league he was a uh, member of the ducks last se- last se- for half of the season i guess and then picked up on waivers by the canadians and played uh 30 goals for the montreal Canadiens on their uh fourth line um, started out uh with the san diego gulls uh this year um, played 7 games for them um tallied 5 points and and then was signed by the uh the Winnipeg Jets so he'll get another uh chance for um um uh, to uh, play in the NHL um with the uh with the Jets and uh um it it was kind of um happenstance I guess that uh Rogers Hometown Hockey this past weekend Happened to be in Glace Bay for their show, and that's the hometown of, of uh, Logan Shaw, and, and his, um, his, his family are, are quite uh, involved in, in hockey in that area. Um, Logan himself um, uh, played for uh, Cape Breton, his minor hockey, and then was um, the first overall pick uh, in the uh, Q Draft. Uh, by the uh Cape Breton uh, Screaming Eagles and and so he played in the in the Q and uh went on to the the Ramparts and and um and then began his his professional career um uh drafted um uh by the Panthers in uh 2011 and then has uh shuffled his way around but has found a a spot right now with the Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets uh likely will um we'll uh, start with the, uh, the Manitoba moose.
0: Very nice. We like to hear those kinds of stories. Another story that we like to hear is, uh, the CCM AHL player of the week, which we get to talk about every week. And this, this week, um, it is again, let's see. It's a Belleville senators forward. Uh, one who has really been lighting up the score sheet lately. That's Drake Batherson. Um, he had he played two games for Belleville last week and had seven points in those two games. And you say, okay, seven points. That's, that's pretty decent. Well, one of those games, he had six points in the entire game. And that's the first six point performance by an AHL skater in almost three years. Um, and so uh, that, and, and I should say that that was um, a game against the defending Calder cup champions. So a goal and five assists and a seven to six win against the Toronto Marlies uh, last Friday night set him well on his way uh, to being named the CCN AHL player of the week. Since then, um, I should mention that he has been called up and it was just uh, mentioned today that he will make his NHL debut this Thursday against the Detroit Red Wings. So I think Drake Bathurston is having a good week. Well, absolutely, well done <laughs> uh, We take the good with the bad Of course, there has been some suspensions Over the course of the last week um, First of all San Jose Barracuda defenseman Nicholas Simone was suspended For two games for an illegal check To the head of an opponent uh, Against Tucson on November 9th uh, So he Missed the November 10th Game at Tucson He will also miss the November 18th game versus Colorado. And then uh, yesterday, three more suspensions were handed down. Lehigh Valley Phantoms forward Tyrell Goldburn, who just had a short stint up with the, with the Flyers, but who was back down uh, has been suspended for two games uh, for being assessed a match penalty. So he misses uh, tomorrow's game against Charlotte and Friday's game against the Providence Bruins. And then the Bridgeport Sound Tigers find themselves down two players, uh, two suspensions this week. Steve Bernier has been suspended for two games for a charging incident. And defenseman Kyle Burroughs has been suspended for one game for a high sticking incident. Um, And so um, of note of those two is, is the first player there, Steve Bernier, um, Misses Wednesday's game at Hartford, but also will not be in the lineup Friday uh, when Bridgeport travels to Laval to play on Friday night. So he will not be in the lineup against Laval. So four suspensions this week. It's been uh, busy for for those folks um, as as those suspensions come down. Um, and we mentioned there's some games that are upcoming this week for Laval and for Lehigh Valley. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, actually, Rick. And on the other side of this break, we will talk about uh, where our teams are playing this week, who they're playing, and the Rocket Sports Media team's live coverage of those games, as well as uh, do a little update and uh promotion on some fundraising that our team is involved with this month. Uh, So you won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, The team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. So it looks to be a busy week for some of the teams that we cover regularly, Rick. uh, In fact, as we mentioned, Laval is in action tonight at home against the Toronto Marlies. So that always, always will be a, a fun matchup to watch. Those rivals don't tend to like each other very much, usually a pretty exciting game. And the last time these two played, uh, it was um, Adam Cracknell scoring the overtime winner for Toronto against his former team. So I wonder what will happen tonight.
1: The Marlies aren't the same team as they were, the, not the Calder Cup winning uh, team that they were. Um, and, uh, but as, as uh, they they are still ahead of the uh, Laval in the standings, but, uh, it seems that standings don't matter too much uh, because of the rivalry when these two teams get together. Um, the, uh, the, the, they're kind of at the opposite end when it comes to uh, goals scored. The, the Marlies are, are fourth in the league. They score a lot of goals. Laval are the, 27th. They don't score that many. Um, but uh, goals against... Um, we said before, uh, Laval's 10th in the league. They, they don't give up that many goals. The Marlies are, are 24th. Uh, we had talked before about their, their goaltending situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the, the, the Rockets, uh, their, their power play has uh, been pretty uh, pathetic so far and they, they oh, yeah. may not get that many chances to practice their power play, uh, tonight as the uh, Marlies, uh, take the, have so far have taken the fewest penalties in the league to date.
0: And keep in mind too, for Laval tonight, um, Nikita Yevpilov's not in the lineup due to injury, Kale Fleury not in the lineup due to injury and Nikita Sherbeck not only being injured, but is, is finished with his conditioning stint. So um, it a little slightly eensy-beensy bit depleted, Lineup As Joel Bouchard it will have to, to fill in some gaps there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out tonight. Um, I will have all of your live game updates for that beginning at 730. Well, we'll have lineups and so forth before them. Puck drops on that at 730 p.m. tonight. So follow along at the AHL report on Twitter for that. Uh, as far as Laval for the rest of the week, they also play another home game on Friday night against Bridgeport uh, against the Sound Tigers. Uh, our own Chris G will be uh, on the ground, so to speak, there in Laval covering the game for Rocket Sports Media. So he will uh, have all of the live game updates uh, on Friday night for that game as well as. Uh, some post game commentary from the coach and some players. So you'll want to be sure to, to tune into the AHL report for that. And then Rick Saturday night, we get to go on the road yet again, uh, when Laval makes its first trip to Syracuse for the season. Another one of our favorite barns to cover uh, hockey in to be sure.
1: Syracuse is it's, um, you know, it seems to be uh, always a physical matchup between those two teams. Uh tight boards and, and, um, and teams that are relatively close to each other in the standings uh, at present. So um, should be a lot of fun.
0: Definitely. And, and as we mentioned earlier uh, in the program, that also means be sure to, to keep your eye out on YouTube. We will have some video from that game as well, but that's not all Uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms are of course, active this week as well. They do play Friday and Saturday. Uh, As well, they play on the road in Providence on Friday and in Springfield on Saturday. However, they are home tomorrow night, Wednesday night, when they will take on the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, And Rick, we will be on hand at the PPL Center to cover that game as well. Uh, So you'll want to be sure to follow along at the AHL Report and at the Flyers report uh, for all of those game updates and our recap from that as well. Uh, Lehigh Valley actually uh, had a quite a barn burner on, on Friday night winning against the Springfield Thunderbirds eight to two, but then turned around and dropped a game to Charlotte seven to four on Saturday night. So the rematch is tomorrow, Wednesday night and you can count on your rocket sports media team to be there to bring you all the details.
1: And Charlotte um, this year, um, you know, in part of course, uh, due to the influence of, of our buddy Rick Dudley, is uh, right at the top mm-hmm. of the AHL standings. They're they're first overall in the AHL. Um, they Funny score a lot of happens. goals, and they don't allow very many. They're they're fifth in goals for. They're fifth uh, best in goals against um phantoms uh they they score uh, as as you said oh, yeah. uh, an eight goal outburst uh, the other day their third overall in goals for uh but goaltending has been uh, a bit of a struggle uh, so far this season and uh and they they give up a lot as well.
0: so be sure to follow along uh on social media at the AHL report that's the the hub of where to go for updates on all of those games uh and of course you can Follow along with me at Flyer's Rule. you can follow along with Rick uh, to interact with him at all Habs um, and you can find Chris G at Chris Habs three sixty. Uh, so be sure to follow along. We'll bring you all of the information that you need to know, including Rick. In addition to hockey games, there's also always good information on how our team is doing on the Movember initiative, and uh, the Rocket Sports Media team is uh, chugging right along this for this year's fundraising efforts, from what I understand.
1: Well, not even halfway through the month, and uh, the uh, Rocket Sports All Habs Hockey Magazine team has raised uh, $375 already. Um, and uh, the move effort that that is uh, some some join and, and grow mustaches, some spread the awareness, some uh, pledge to be active and are uh, for those that have pledged to be active. The move tally is already up to 76 kilometers um, that these wow. folks have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In addition to the three hundred and seventy five dollars. So, um Go to uh, Movember.ca, Movember.com, look for uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine uh, and donate or uh, leave us a comment, provide your encouragement, spread the news. Uh, It's a great, great um, uh, fundraiser charity event. Uh, We'd really like your help with it.
0: Absolutely. It's a great cause and one that we are happy to get behind each and every year. Um, so yeah every do, every dollar counts and if even if all you can donate is a dollar, every dollar makes a difference. So we do invite you to visit our donation page uh, and and you can either donate directly to the team page or you can select one of our individual team members' pages to donate to, and it all goes into into one big pot there, so to speak, uh, for our team. So it's up to you how you want to donate, but we appreciate uh, your efforts in helping us to raise awareness and money for men's health. And with that, Rick, this episode of from the press box has to come to an end. The kind episode, the kind episode. We had no losers today. Mm -mm. None.
1: We'll have them back next week, though.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure we will. (laughs) Maybe we'll have extra losers next week to make up for it. (laughs) That's That's possible. That is possible. It's always possible. The one thing that we know for sure is how much we appreciate you joining us each and every Tuesday here on from the press box at the AHL Report. Uh, it's your premier source for all information about the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and things going on all over the American Hockey League, international hockey, junior hockey, and prospects and potential draftees. Yes, that's all the things that we do cover here. Uh, Rick and I certainly enjoy chatting with you. Uh, about these topics each and every week, and be sure to tell your friends if they if they like to uh, watch the Laval Rocket, if they like to watch the AHL, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, tell them to join in and uh, tune in every Tuesday. So enjoy your week, Rick. Thanks so much for being here again this week, and we will see you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of from the press box. And
1: keep on. on the skin. So keep on